When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depp. I'm Cody Crane. And we're back for another scary week on a dreary, rainy day. Yeah, it is pretty dreary. It is pretty dreary. We have all the lights off, too. It's like we're it's like we're trying to have a depressed day. Yeah. You know, it's 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 daytime, but it looks dark in here. My my favorite thing is that when Mm -hmm. I'm off camera and I'm coming through the darkness, it looks exactly like a horror movie. I'm just creeping through this apartment. Yeah, I like you know, it. and uh, much like that famous Guns N' Roses song right now, you know, F- sweet famous, child of mine, famous right now. No, like I'm saying, like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's rain- raining in November, you know, <laughs> okay. uh, you, you ruined it. It's fine. I, well, no, 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 said, it's fine. You said fa- that famous Guns N' Roses song right now. Yeah. And they're coming, they're like, coming back. I was, well, it never stopped being famous. Yeah, sure, but it did make me think that they had like some new uh, song come out that was like raising on the pop charts for some reason. Well, I've been seeing that picture of Slash at a diner lately, so maybe they're promoting something with that. Oh yeah, that he tipped big. Yeah, well, it's just like him looking sad, sitting in a booth all by himself. Yeah, I think the initial post was like, they were like, oh, this nice guy uh, yeah. uh, tipped us really well or whatever. And people were like, that's Slash. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're promoting a new single. I think it said, like, never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> this guy just tipped me $200 or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what a weird thing to say anyway, though. Like, I'm not like, why? Would, what are you judging him by? What are you? <laughs> what? what? Like what? I wouldn't think otherwise. I would think like that just seems like a normal guy sitting alone in a booth having lunch. Yeah. Well, it's not all about fucking slash being sad in a diner. I thought we were doing the slash cast. <laughs> not today, buddy. Not today. Because we got a guest here today. We got comedian, podcaster, wrestling commentator, actor. No Nargang here. Uh, I was told this was the slash cast. Oh, oh shit. shit! Okay, well, never judge a book. <laughs> never judge a book by its top hat and mop of hair. Is what I was always told. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Have you heard the new uh, Guns N' Roses song that's apparently rising through the pop charts? <laughs> I have not. I have not heard that. I'm still uh, horrified by the current Beatles song that is ruling the airwaves. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> you know, surprisingly, our, our roommate is a huge a Beatles aficionado. Surprisingly, surprisingly, if you saw him, you'd be like, "Yeah, that guy." Yeah, if you saw him, you <laughs> sure? I'd see that guy across the street and go, "He likes the Beatles." Yeah, he looks like a guy who would stereotypically like the Beatles. <laughs> so, whatever that means to you, that's what he looks like. Um, but I haven't heard the Beatles song from, and I haven't heard him talk about it. So I don't it's know. It's very it's a very weird thing. They had these tapes. And, you know, when the anthology albums came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. 
Yoko handed Paul these cassettes of John working on songs for the Beatles that never made it to the beat to any of the sessions because John passed away. I don't know if you guys heard about this. What? Um, but they John and George got together and laid down some guitar, but the vocals were so muddy that it just never worked out. And then in the process of making the new documentary on the Beatles, Peter Jackson and this AI technology that they developed was all of a sudden that tech was able to just lift the vocals off the mm -hmm. tape and it sounded great. So Paul was like, well, we have, even though George passed since then, we have his track from those, his guitar track from when those albums came out all those years ago. And now we have John's great vocals from this cassette so let's get Ringo in here and we'll make a song out of this. And it's not a good song. It's not even a bad Beatles song. It's just not a good song, but it's just very eerie. Mm -hmm. Appropriate for this, uh, yeah. but it's very weird to hear John Lennon singing from, you know, 79 or 80. The guitar work of George Harrison. <laughs> Both these people are dead. Mm -hmm. And then Who'd have thought Ringo would still be the one that is alive? And then Paul McCartney, who's on death's door already. Like in the video, it's like all this crazy Photoshop of everybody in the video at various ages. But God, Ringo looks like a million bucks. Clean living. <laughs> he That's right, man. He's still playing, too. I know friends that have uh, seen him like in the last year or so as well. Went to New York. Rocking out, you. dude. Rocking yeah. out. Mm hmm. He's he's got it. I I mean, I, I haven't heard this song. I The funny thing about the Beatles for me is that I never heard anything about them growing up. And like nothing, nothing like not even oh, not even a passing comment. I think like uh, when the Across the Universe movie came out, I knew that it was about the Beatles. And that's when I heard about them. See, most of my Beatles knowledge when I was a kid was it probably from The Simpsons. I think I just didn't pick up on it. From yeah. it. Mine was from my dad. My dad had a vast record collection. Yeah. And he still has a big stack of like original 45s of like the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the Monkees and all that from that time. And we used to play them as kids and make mixtapes. Yeah. Oh, see, my dad only listens to Stomp and Tom. That's the only yeah. person I've ever heard him listen to. My mom was a Stones fan. Didn't really care for the. Oh Beatles. well, yeah. So you had to. You your mom chose sides in that war. Yeah, she yeah. did. And then my dad just listened to Steely Dan. So here we are. Nothing wrong with that. I've. I agree. Uh, I love. Steely I've Dan. very <laughs> much entered my Steely Dan years. So <laughs> I've been. I've been reeling in those years for a while now. So. I was using that as my entrance for wrestling when I had to oh, come yeah? out of the curtain and like be the authority figure or when I was managing at Barry Wrestling. They're like, "What song?" you want and i'm like reeling in the years by steely dan what an, like everybody's coming out to metal like murder death oh, i'm man. gonna rip your head off and i'm like <laughs> oh man the uh that's one thing that uh you've been on the podcast a couple times now um mm. once a uh, very long time ago one of the our first uh crossovers yeah. we did a live show together way 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 back at the so yes um, but one thing that we've never really talked about is uh, your involvement in uh, wrestling. And uh, <laughs> this the, sounds like it is going to be a counselor moment. We've never talked about your involvement yeah. in wrestling. You thought about giving it all this. up and becoming a productive member of society. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Many times. Many times. Mm. Yeah, uh, I just uh, I was I love it. It's uh, it's both. um open mic night and regional theater at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love going to the local stuff and I would follow a friend of mine who was wrestling and going to shows. 
And like an open mic night, he'd try some, try two or three things here. One of them would work. We'd go to the next one and he'd try that one because he knew it worked. He'd try some new stuff and then find out those things worked. But um, I, I would go to some so much that they're like, do you want to do something? And I was like, sure. So I've done ring announcing and I've done managing. And currently with Greektown Wrestling in uh, Toronto on the Danforth, I've gone from going to the show to ring announcing to becoming the general manager. I'm like the Vince McMahon, but I'm nice. I'm the, I'm a baby yeah, face. Yeah. So I I'm the GM. So if the law needs to be laid down or you guys are going to have a match or somebody tries to run away and I'm like, get in there right now. And it's a hardcore match or whatever, but I'm also now doing commentary. And I have moved from, there was a guy who was really, really good at play by play. And I was the baby face GM doing yeah, yeah. color, which is not traditionally where that guy sits. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's like, what a great move. And they're like, oh, that what a dirty tactic. And I have to be the guy who booked everybody, quote unquote, for the show. So I'm just like, everybody's great. Uh, and then that guy left and they moved me to play by play. And so now I'm like, I'm just calling moves and I'm yeah reacting to everything that's happening in the ring. And we needed a color commentator. And so I got Anthony Hall who is an improviser that yeah, you yeah. all know. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony is now like, what do I do for, how do I be a color commentator? And I was like, all the good guys are stupid and all the bad guys are awesome. The yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> like that, because that's the easiest thing to do when you don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So he just dives in head first and all the bad guys, that's my guy. And like the good guys don't cheat. And he's like, there was a real opportunity there. And that knucklehead missed it because he could have totally pulled the tights. And I'm like, well, he's not. And, you know, it's more yeah, fun yeah. for me to react to him going like, well, that's cheating. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I openly like I'm calling moves and doing what I can, but I'm also just teeing him up to just say the most ridiculous stuff. So it's a ton of fun right now on commentary for uh, Greek town. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Those are uh, such fun shows to uh, go to as well. Like it, it's a great thing. And it's like, in the east end of Toronto. Um, and then the, the other thing you were doing, too, for a long time as well was on uh, on the score doing like the after aftermath after show. Yeah, with, yeah for like eight right? years, we talked for like eight long years. We talked about WWE and it was like, you know, cut the commercials out. It's a 22 minute show. And four of us, you know, we had Jackie and then we had um, Caroline. Uh, it, it was just like all you did was come on the show and you did your wins and wins and fails for the week. But you because WWE watched the show, you couldn't go you couldn't go deep on your fail. You couldn't be like, ah, this sucked. And here's why. And it would have been better. And blah, 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 blah. So you had to like your fail had to be couched in like, oh, I wish instead that this might have happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that they were OK with it. And so it was fun on that show because we had the host. We had Jimmy Carderis, a uh, mm -hmm. former referee for WWE. For a long time, we had uh, Anthony Corelli, formerly mm -hmm. Santino Morella, currently Santino Morella for Impact Wrestling. And now uh, and then me and I was kind of in the fan chair. So all week I would just read Twitter and see what everybody was mad about or happy about. And then when I'd go on the show, I'd condense all of that into like, I liked this and I didn't like this. And it was yeah. fun. We got to meet all sorts of wrestlers and do interviews and stuff over the years. And now uh, now that I'm doing my new podcast, I'm cashing in all those favors with those wrestlers and I'm getting every interview <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. I mean, uh, yeah, we had uh, Anthony on the podcast mm -hmm. a long time ago, too. Mm -hmm. um, those uh, that show, though, like the aftermath, like uh, when I talk about like uh, you doing the podcast or whatever, or when I did like the 
we did the live show together and all of that. Like you are now a, a recognized name to my dad for, <laughs> for the after show of Raw. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> hello to Cody's dad. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I'm cashing in. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know. Uh, I have yeses from some uh, wrestler friends of mine uh, that currently can't actually do anything because they're on a 90 day uh, oh, no compete. Really? So they've oh. been released by the company they used to mm-hmm. work for. And on a certain date and like I have to ask my questions like when you can do it. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? And don't tell like, because that tells me there's all these like they got released, but they'll probably get re-signed. Right. Right. And if they get re-signed, then as a podcast host, you have to go through whoever signs them to get permission to do the podcast. So when I ask them, hey, after such and such date, can you do the podcast? And they go, yes, but I can't say anything else. You go, of course, because saying yes means maybe you're not re-signed. Yeah, right. But that's then that's telling somebody what's going on and you're not allowed to do that for 90 days. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's like you're saying, especially relevant now. There was like a big group of uh, releases that have to be coming up on that 90 days. Uh, The 21st or 22nd of December is like the end of the 90 days. Perfect for them right before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just like once now that now that it's almost Christmas, I can work again. Yeah. <laughs> but if those guys were smart with their money, it's not a problem. They're yeah. just gearing up and, you know, figuring out some of those guys that got released have been in the WWE system for years. Oh, yeah. And now they've got to learn how do I book a show? What shows do I book? Who do I talk to? How much money should I charge? That kind of stuff. They've yeah. never been responsible for their own travel, their own merch. Like, look yeah. at Matt Cardona when he left WWE. All of a sudden, he's the machine on yeah. the indies, and he mm-hmm. knows he like he should charge this like an, an astronomical amount of money, but he charges less and just says, "Let me keep my merch money." Yeah, yeah. Oh, so then yeah. he crushes on merch, and he works everywhere, and he's a jillionaire, so it's fine. And I mean, he utilized that like in WWE too, right? Like that was his whole absolutely. Thing. So absolutely, he was. He was the first guy to have a YouTube page. He was the first guy to have a show you had to tune into regularly. He wasn't doing anything on TV, so why not do it online? He's definitely someone who embraced the fact of owning your own intellectual property and your image and your likeness (laughs) and realizing the the potential that it has for you as an individual versus, you know, signing everything away to the company that you work for. Oh, my God. But honestly, sign me up and change my name. Sign yeah, me, yeah. Oh, me, sign, I mean, change yeah, my name, yeah. sign me up, whatever. And then when I, I leave, I'm still me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Who cares? Give me that cash. And uh, yeah, uh, like you were saying, like in the uh, in the those 90 days for a lot of the wrestlers, like really having to regroup and stuff like that. And then on the other hand, you have uh, some a uh, wrestler in the 90 days that's already established himself in comedy and everything. So I think a lot of people are excited for that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think. Without saying anything in particular, I think that guy's got a real future uh, going ahead (laughs) and doing um, all the show, you know, be able to book your shows with the, hey, I want to come to town. uh, I'm going to do this wrestling show. Can I get on a comedy show that's already happening that weekend? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's all he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
whatever yeah. his name is, whatever yeah. <laughs> his name is. And the answer is yes, I'll produce any show that he wants to be a part of. Are we, are we talking about uh, the Big Red Machine here? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Kane. If yeah. you guys want to sit through a 90-minute lecture on yeah. right-wing nonsense, that's your guy. That's what I'm saying, because I feel like his political career, that's that's got to be a joke, right? It's got to be a joke, right? <laughs> All of it. It's a long, elaborate con. Yeah. Psych. I do want to uh, take that back that I, I will not book the talks of Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know you're not going to do it. No, I, oh, I will okay. not produce that. <laughs> I will produce it, but I'll I'll be there. <laughs> well, it lets uh, Cody. We'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> about producing some shows for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, but let's uh, talk about your uh, podcast here, Nug. Because yes, um, thank you. It's uh, it's coming out here soon. When uh, when does the first episode release? This uh, this Wednesday, which uh, oh. uh, tomorrow, the twenty second, November twenty second. I don't know how this release well, this is live right this is going to air live yeah everyone's listening now <laughs> oh my god hi mom happy birthday um <laughs> yeah so it's going out tomorrow with an episode i recorded at fan expo with john katucci we're calling it one dollar words uh sonar doesn't really have uh, an interview podcast they've got a lot of performance podcasts but i asked them we had a big meeting and i said here i have like five pitches and i was like but what what do you guys not have and they said we don't have an interview podcast so i was like great but I don't want to sit through another interview podcast. Mm -hmm. So I've made it super short because, <laughs> because if you don't pay for zoom, it's only 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I got a 40 minute, as much as I can, a 40 minute podcast. And uh, I do an interview with somebody, but I set it up where they get a list from a, a random word generator of five random words. And if I say any of the words on their list during the podcast, they get a dollar for every word. So at the end of the interview, we tally up, the words that I've said, but I also get my list of five random words. And if I get them to say, I know those words, I get a dollar back. So over the recording and I tested it a bunch online before I started doing it to really fine tune it. I had scores of like, I would win five, nothing. And in another episode, it was zero, zero. And another one, I lost all my money. So like, yeah, who knows? It depends. And I, I've set no rules on what you can or can't do. One of the rules in my head is like, well, I better not say the word I want them to say. But why not? If you're going to repeat it or if you're going to, you know, a good mm -hmm. interviewer uses a question. And then if you're a good interviewee, you're going to repeat some of the words I said. So why not plant some of those words in? But also over the course of doing this, they're like, I said the word beat and my word was beat, B-E-E-T. But you said B-E-A-T. Does that count? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I've set no rules. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So well, uh, we're having a lot of fun figuring it out. Uh, my first mm -hmm. episode is with uh, for, uh, Food Network host John Catucci, who uh, we've both been in each other's wedding parties. He's one of my oldest friends. It was an easy phone call. Mm -hmm. And he got super paranoid yeah. during the recording at Fan Expo. He just was losing his mind with just anxiety about these five words. And we were there for that. We were there at Fan Expo for that. It was a it was a very fun show. And he he really was. He did not want to say these words in front of a group of people. He and taking the tactic of like just out of nowhere changing the subject to force yeah. me to try and say one of his words. Mm -hmm. And it was so obvious that I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and then he would get so mad. And then uh, it was just it's it's fun that the ways people try to get you to say the words and how like 
John got super paranoid, but uh, an upcoming guest, Colin Mockery, cool as a cucumber the whole time. Couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> he was great poker face. Couldn't tell what that guy was thinking the whole time. Now, did John Cattucci, did he know the premise before he came in or did you tell him on yeah. stage there? No, he knew the premise before okay, he, he came in. <laughs> he, knew what was, he, he knew what was going on, but he still freaked out because it felt like he was surprised and like, oh, I don't know what's happening and I have no strategy. <laughs> no, it was it was not that it was just like he panicked and then right, realized right, right, he right. panicked and thought this is no good for my friend's podcast that we're doing the very first one ever. And he got super anxious about it. It was that really makes sense. funny. That makes, it was really funny. It was yeah, really funny. It, it ended up being like a perfect episode to me. Like mm -hmm. he added so much to it. And like, there were so many laughs of him just like, obviously trying to get you to say words and just, <laughs> just him trying to get me to say carpet. Yeah. yeah. And like, all he was like on the, so on the floor at your house, is it hardwood or is it? And I was like, what are we even talking about? Why all of a sudden? And I was like, Oh, under like, you mean the concrete? And he's like, no, above that. And I'm like the people. And he's like, ah, damn it. Like he just like, when, you know, you could play with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did one with uh, RJ city. Who's been on this show as well. Mm -hmm. And over zoom, RJ would be like, you know what it was like in the old days and he'd lean so far into the zoom <laughs> and I could tell he was leaning in and trying to force me down a road or trying to lure me down a road and I just wouldn't go for it. He was just kicking himself the whole time. <laughs> it's fun to see the tactics people take. Uh, enough, he kept leaning in and talking about the old days when he was on our show. That's just what he does. Yeah, <laughs> That's just his it's whole very thing. Strange. Like, I don't know where we're going with this, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it is a really uh, fun show. I'm excited to uh, listen to the other episodes and uh, we need like, I need to have like a Google doc for this. I need to keep track of wins, losses. Yeah, we got to have like your tally of money lost and, and earned oh. at the end of the year. Yeah, I've already in my brain, like on, I have a whole notebook here that's just all my notes yeah. and i'm just like i have a running total on one page i'm like this one i lost this one i won so so far <laughs> like how much money i've won is hilarious to me yeah. even yeah. though it's just like a dollar here and there like i said to colin however much money we owe each other we'll just buy the other one a coffee when we see each other again and he's <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah like a coffee that's under five bucks right because that exists <laughs> and, I was like, and i was like yeah the arena in Tavistock. We'll go watch a minor <laughs> hockey game and we'll get a styrofoam cup full of coffee. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I I'm, I'm excited for this. I I'm really excited for uh, the podcast to be out. And by the time uh, you're listening to this podcast, you'll be able to uh, listen to that John Catucci episode. Well, we got to do cross promotion. So come lose some money to me whenever you like. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to uh, owe you a coffee. Yeah. I'm going to say every word. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just tell me ahead of time what they are. I'll say them. I'll give well, you and that's the thing with the random word generator. Uh, I have an interview coming up, so I have it here. Like right now, the words on the generator, like nerve, environment, bitter, presentation and dive. But I'm like, then you click it again and then manufacture comes up and you're like, how the hell do you get anyone to say manufacture? <laughs> have you had a uh, people pleaser on the podcast yet? Because I'll be desperately just trying to figure out what your words are just so I can say them for you. <laughs> well, I love I, I personally, I try to just lead you down a road where I hope you say the word. <laughs> so there's a podcast coming where I had the word um, dream. And so we started talking just about sleep. 
and it yeah. just never came up. And so then I was like, <laughs> I got to change my tactics. And then I'm like, what's the ultimate? What's the goal? What's the? And then they were like, oh, the dream would be to, <laughs> you know, but that's yeah, it's fun. It's really fun because we don't uh, we let the audience hear. We have like a soundproof booth. And so we let the audience hear what the words are going to be for each of us. And we yeah. still don't know what they are. And then when we start the podcast, I will edit in a correct answer ding when someone says one of the words. Mm-hmm. But we don't know until the interview's over what our score is. And that's the fun of it. I, at a certain point when you're uh, when you're there listening too, you're just enjoying. I know that uh, listening to you and uh, John up there for that episode, just enjoying talking to you guys. And then you're like, oh, there's a game. Did they say the word? So that was the tough part about being there live because it was very easy to forget the word. Oh, yeah. So I was just and like, it was it was easy uh, for us too. Uh, yeah. we had a friend in the crowd and I uh, I fake like. I very much put her on the spot because I was like, oh, we put everybody's names in the room in a hat. And I pulled out a name is Esther Chung here. And Esther Chung has been a friend of mine since the first year of university. And she's like, what? And I was like, just get up here and keep score. This is all bullshit. Just keep score for us and keep us honest. But yeah, she was. It was great to have a judge for the live show to yeah. keep us on track because frequently I'll miss it. Like, especially if you get a word yeah. like take or like, oh, yeah, Little make things. you're like not to rhyme everything, but like very simple words. You're like, I could have said that. 80 times today and i just wouldn't ever know oh it's it's so good uh, we do need to dive into a spookier yes. note here though yes 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 because it's been a little bit since you've been on i think it's been a little uh, over a year not too long ago not too uh, long yeah long enough but uh how are you feeling about ghosts these days Good. Uh, I listened to Sarah Hillier's ghost podcast, so mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to be on that and I can't oh. I'm going to have Sarah on mine as well. It's the, all the network. You got to schmooze. <laughs> you got to do the rounds. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to be on that soon talking about ghost stuff. So, I yeah, ghosts are great. Spooky stuff is awesome. We just I, had all of October was all spooky and I watched all the old spooky movies on the Turner Classic uh, Network. I love those old movies. Are, are you a ghost believer? I don't remember. Uh I am. I have seen them. I wouldn't say we've interacted, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, when I have seen them, it's been very like, is that a was that a I'm not messing with it. And then I move on. Right. You know? mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, I think it's coming back to me now that it was like during theaters when you saw them. Right. Yeah, when we were doing Night of the Living Dead live at the old uh, uh, Passamurai Theater. And that theater used to be a stables and was a dairy. And at the beginning of the show, I would be backstage and then I would have to run out into the crowd and be uh, a zombie in the crowd. And so I'm upstairs and I would have to, in the dark, go across the half the balcony, down the stairs and into a seat in the front. And one night going across the balcony to the stairs, there was a... A young lady in a very old set of clothing sitting on an empty chair that I knew was empty. Uh, And she was just sitting there looking at me. And I was like, again, I'm still running to try and go down. And so I very casually just to cover my bases, I was like, thank you very much for letting us be in here. And then I just (laughs) went to my seat and then I got backstage and was like, holy shit, we're doing like a horror show. And there's a I saw a ghost. And then someone else who works at the theater was like, oh, that like for lack of a better name right now. Oh, that was Shirley. She sees all the shows. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> it was crazy. 
So um, during uh, the uh, pandemic, of course, you uh, weren't uh, nobody was in the theaters during that time. So <laughs> no. all of those ghosts were incredibly lonely. They're being bored, in there. Yeah, they're yeah now they're going to every show no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, during the pandemic, my wife and I uh, followed the trend of uh, everybody either got a pet or a baby and we picked baby and that was a dumb choice. <laughs> Well, now you get to deal with, is this something that you're scared of, is that they say, like, uh, kids can, like, see ghosts, like they're really perceptive to them or whatever. Are you uh, scared of your kid pointing out a ghost? No, uh, I'm not. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, she's the only kid in the house. I mean, other than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I have a feeling if there was a ghost in the house, she would uh, ask them all the same questions she asks us, and they would be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> great i wish most ghosts. most toddlers ask why why mm -hmm. why and for some reason mine wants to know how things work and <laughs> i and not why but how and so if you ever thought you'd have to explain to somebody how a bag works uh <laughs> think fucking think again like you don't it, you, i i like what do you say one end's open one end's closed uh it has handles and helps you carry a bunch of stuff at the same time and she goes okay and wow. then other times she says, can you say that again to me? And I'm like, oh, you're locking this in. No, I shouldn't because this is wrong. Yeah. Like I'm saying all the wrong things. I feel like you need to you got a really good Christmas present here where you need just to bags. Get, no, yes. or just a, a DVD a copy of whatever season of how it's made and just put yeah. that on repeat for I this is a joke with my wife and I, but I love how it's made. But that show puts me to sleep almost immediately and I will never <laughs> learn how something is made. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a relaxing show. They have like calm, like factory noises, relaxing music, just like and a very, calm, like gentle very techno, very yeah. gentle techno underneath everything. And the ladies like they've pushed the brass into the shape of a bell. And I'm like, awesome. And then I drift off and then I wake up and that's how rubber tires are made. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, I missed everything. They make things that are very dangerous and exciting. Very, very calm and boring. <laughs> Here's how lasers. Oh, yeah. cool. And then you're asleep. <laughs> if they're three millimeters off, the operator would lose their arm. But they're like, okay. oh, soothing. <laughs> very soothing. <laughs> oh, that. I, I'm just picturing with the uh, asking again about the uh, how things work, um, oh. just laying down as if it's like a story <laughs> to fall asleep to. Can you tell me how the plastic bag works again? <laughs> oh, my God. She wanted the the other night we have the book. It's it's a book is like stories for two year olds. And it's just like I think it's got two stories in the front, one about a dog. And then the, uh, and then uh, uh Three little three bears, the three Goldilocks and the three bears. But then there's all these like one page nursery rhymes. And one of them is Humpty Dumpty. And so the other night she says, can you can you tell me Humpty Dumpty? And I go, yeah. And she goes and I sing it. I just sing, you know, the very simple Humpty Dumpty rhyme It's like four lines. And then she goes, no, the long one. <laughs> and so I fully just make up the 20 minute story of uh, Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. And then my and then my wife comes out one night and goes, she wanted me to tell her the long version of Humpty Dumpty. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> It'll those, be different every time. All yeah. those years of Songbuster coming in handy. <laughs> the amount of songs that I have sung to this kid while changing her diaper. And now that we're like going to like we're going to daycare or we're going to a fun, like a party or we're going to visit aunts and uncles or grandma and grandpa. 
she put gets her coat on and we're going to the elevator and she's walking to the elevator like we are going to daycare. She's making up songs, too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yelling at her like, stop it, because there's no money in this life. Go be a <laughs> welder. Don't yeah. get into the arts. Stop being creative. Don't be funny. And it's just backfiring on me every, so at every turn. you have to stop singing and you have to start, like, you know, welding. With really her. trying to be the no fun yeah. dad. I've looked yeah. at her and went, daddy's very serious. And she goes, daddy's funny. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is where the how it's made comes back in, though, That's because true. that would really. You oh, that would solve the problem. I'm going to just yeah. how does this made? I'll find that episode. Yeah. <laughs> how you make a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the other the other answer is like just you know, Daddy. How does how is a how is a door made? Go to bed. <laughs> like that's the only other answer. <laughs> Shut up and go to sleep. Like what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we got a story to tell. Oh. Love it. We all drew positions beforehand. Uh, Nug, we're gonna get to yours here, but Damien, what did you draw? I drew the swing. Yeah, no responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I, I drew the celebrities, so I have to go to a random celebrity generator. It's gonna give me four options. I have to appear as one of those celebrities at some point during the story, and I have uh David Letterman, Ron Jeremy, Tom Hardy, and Kate Winslet. Oh, jeez. Oh. What a great uh, selection. Uh, <laughs> four predators. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll go uh Tom Hardy, I think. I think we'll avoid All right. All right. I like this, it. This picture of Ron Jeremy is devastating to me. Like yeah. all of them are like nice like headshots or whatever and his is like I don't know. He's doing a looks like a mug shot. He might have been doing a fan expo or something. I don't know. Didn't, didn't he like lose his mind and go to jail or something like that, too? Uh, I, I, think, I think so. I think yeah. he's done things that we shouldn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he's uh, <laughs> I think maybe the generator should take him out of the options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would think your options are uh, here we go. Kevin Spacey, well, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, we have seen Kevin Spacey on this. So uh, to be fair to the generator, they do have horrible figures like Attila the Hun and I think Hitler. So, you know what? They're not going to remove the mods. Attila the Hun, Hitler, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? I th- I think Cosby showed up on there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, the big four, the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and that that's a recipe for like, oh, yes, of course, me, I should do a Bill Cosby. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> to be on the committee when they're pitching that Mount Rushmore to be built. <laughs> Hear me out, guys. Hear me out. It's going to take a millions of dollars and a whole uh, lot of time. We're going to tear a bunch of trees down and mm-hmm. deface this mountain. Yeah, we need a lot. Where are of you dynamite. going? Come back. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, Tom Hardy will appear at some point during this right. story, and then that means uh, you do the narrator. So, for that, this we're going to go to canigeta.com to get a location, a relationship, or a word in order to get this story started. Now, remember, as a narrator, you're not like stuck to the narrator. You can play other characters. You can come go as you please. Whatever you like. So sure. what would you like to get us started today? A location, a relationship, or a word? I'm going to go word because that's my show, right? One dollar words. I'm going to go yep, word. Exactly. And uh, your word is, now I got to get you to say this. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, boxers. 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 All right. Boxers. 
that's that's how we do a crossover episode is we have to get you to first guess what your word is and lead you to it and yeah. then so we're like three hours in and we can finally get to the uh, improv <laughs> i'm already thinking about having like if the podcast has two hosts to have you both on and we all get like i get words for both of you but you oh, get no. words for the other guy and me like the big crossover so there's like oh, a ten dollar episode <laughs> Oh, money will be flying. I feel like we're just going to be fried after that one. Uh, so boxers. Okay. Boxers. And it's a spooky story and boxers have to be involved. The spooky <laughs> boxers. Spooky boxers. With All right. Tom Hardy. Or so I can, I can paint this picture however I want to start this off. However you like. Yep. We're ready for you. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked. S-P-O-O-K-E-D. To get 10% off your first month, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have that's a Valentine. Right. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and Mm -hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety it uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all... And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're gonna see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked today. Downtown Chicago. 1937 we're in an old department store macy's it's high high, eight floors of just everything you could imagine and we see the elevator operator he's in his little outfit with the hat and he's operating the little uh the little handle that tells you what floor you're on and he announces every floor as he goes up he's on second floor cosmetics third floor ladies clothing but he he has always had a hard time getting the elevator to stop on men's clothing. Doesn't know why just always something stops him from going there. And he's talking about it right now to a random passenger who's on the elevator as he does every day. Well, Dan, I'm guessing you're going back to the lingerie. 
Yeah, see, I yeah, I was uh, I was up at customer service because my deep dish pizza wasn't deep enough, so I figured I may as well cool off by going back to ladies' lingerie, you know, for a little ogling and fondling of the fabrics. And as the elevator operator, I can't really stop you from that. I no, can only you can't. bring you. You're that. not security. You're the elevator. You're the up down man. You're not the left right guy. You're the upsy downsy guy. All right, then. Well, I guess I'll take you there unless you want to try something new today. Like what? Well, I mean, I've never been able to go there before, but maybe. Excuse me? The menswear would accept. Wait a minute. Menswear? Well, I've never been able to get there before, but that's because people really wanted it. I can't ogle and fondle menswear. That's weird. Well, I'm wondering if you're the only person that the elevator would allow to stop there because of how many times you've made everyone uncomfortable on women's wear. It's the, it's the 1930s. Everybody's making people uncomfortable. That's just the norm. That's what we do. It, we're just being fellas. <laughs> There's an elevator ding, and the manager walks in. Gentlemen, what are you doing? Uh, sorry, sir. It, it, I'm dealing with Dan again. He wants to go to the women's wear. I'm trying to get him to go anywhere else, even the forbidden floor. It's not forbidden. We can all go there. It just it, It's just that, you know, you have to stop on the floor before it or the floor above it and take the stairs to get there. If only we could get it to stop on the men's wear floor. That's our biggest problem. No one's buying men's wear. Yeah, well, no one wants to take the stairs, of course. Uh, I, I, I mean, I am really serious about this job, and I've done a lot of incredible things before, like policy. Well, if you're serious about this job, and you also want to keep your job, I suggest you find your way to the menswear and clear up the problem immediately. Wait a minute, I, I don't even work here. I, I'm just visiting. Well... Uh, Today's the day you're hired, and if you don't solve it, you're fired. Well, darn it. Looks like I'm stuck in this whole mess with you. You're in the shit with me now, Dan. Jeez. So get yourselves to menswear on the double. Okay, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. How about I hit the lever? Okay. And you pry open the doors at the same time. Okay. Could you let me out before you do this, please? <laughs> All right. Bye. Oh, sorry. Where, where just over. Yes, please. Just any floor will do. Uh, second floor mind. cosmetics. Here you are. Oh, thank you very much, Jennifer. What are you doing? I'm doing the job for you. It seems like. Well, yeah, you're a part of it now. I guess so. I didn't realize I was the co-elevator operator. You're not getting paid not to share duties with me. I'm getting paid. Well, of course you're hired. Well, hot dog. Finally, I can afford that hot dog. They stop as close as they can to menswear and they pry open the doors. Right. We got about three or four inches of menswear open here. I can see everybody's little footsies running around there. You think you could squeeze through there? Wait, everybody's little footsies? Nobody's been buying anything up there. What do you mean? Whose footsies are you seeing? Well, people could still get to the floor. Have you missed everything that has been said here? But no one likes taking the stairs. That's what you need to understand. No one likes doing it, but people still do it. I don't like paying my taxes, but I still do it, right? You do that, right? You pay your taxes, yeah? Yes, but I, I'm just telling you that what I heard was that sales are not happening in menswear. Hmm. So if people are up there, are they squatters or are they even people at all? Well, you got me there. Maybe poke your head out and see if you can... Uh... Okay. 
Wait, are there still employees up here, though, right? People who work here? Oh, they don't work in the menswear. There's no need for employees. He pokes his head out through the doors. All right. And he sees one lone cashier in the men's underthings department. Mm. There's one men underthing guy there, and he's all alone sitting at the cash register. Can you see a name tag? Uh, well, let me pull out my little telescope that I keep in my pocket. Uh, Oh, it says Andrew. Andrew? Yeah. He wouldn't happen to be a brunette, would he? (laughs) Don Tootin he is, and a handsome one at that. Oh, my God. A strapping young lad, if ever I saw. Big muscles on him? (laughs) Oh, burly as all hell, let me tell you. I'm sure he could throw a barrel over each shoulder and run up and down the stairs. You might want to sit down for this. Well, I'm I'm kind of on my tippy toes with my head through an elevator door right now, but... Well, the last time that we had a plan like this, we had an employee named Andrew. He pried open the doors and saw something that got him absolutely spooked. Closed the door on his own head. It got chopped clean off. Uh, I mean, you could have... What I'm telling you is Andrew's dead. You could have you could have led with that before I stuck my head through this little tiny opening. And now I, I can't I can't I can't I can't seem to get my head out of this little tiny opening right now. I, I, well, just you, keep your eyes on Andrew. Make no, well, sure will you help moving. me get out of this predicament here? Like, what are you doing in there? You're in a you're in a four by four square and you're not doing anything. I have to hold the handle. If help I don't hold the handle, then we're going to shoot up and your head's going to come off anyways. I think the elevator's broken. I think that's the problem here. Are you going to help me or what? Are the, come on. I don't know. I'm frozen with fear. Oh, my good Jesus. So sweet. Jesus. Suddenly the elevator moves and stops <laughs> perfectly in line with the menswear floor and the doors open without a problem. Well, it's it, it, OK. It seems it might be fixed. Wait, where did I don't see any employee up there? Oh, he's right over. He, he was right over there a minute ago. OK, well, let's. Let's walk around a little bit. I've never actually been on the menswear floor. I mean, maybe we can explore. All right. We'll see if it if the elevator stays here, then maybe it's operational enough to go up and down and uh, be a permanent fixture of this. Yeah, no, of course, of course. You know, I I usually avoided this floor, but uh, I have to say the these boxers are are quite soft. I'm glad you're back up to you know, fondling, Dan. I don't mind ogling and fondling this fabric after all, you know. I Say, fellas, was... enjoying uh, the merchandise? Uh, um, Yes. Uh, and who might you be? I'm Andrew. I work here in the menswear department. Haven't oh, seen geez. you here before. <laughs> I saw you through a little tiny telescope. That's why I didn't recognize you. Oh, oh, well, that must have been very far away to use a telescope. Well, it was a small telescope, so it was only a short distance. I see, I see. Well, can I interest you in these boxers or perhaps a pair of socks with some sock garters? Oh, boxers and socksers. I think I could get into that. Andrew, I, I hate to bring this up to you, but the last time I saw you, you were dead and headless. What's that? I said the last time I saw you, you didn't have a head and you were dead. <laughs> Your little rhyming poem there is quite a joke. Can I interest you in a pair of boxers or some socks or some sock garters? No, thanks. I'm already wearing some. Uh, I haven't made a sale in so long. If I only made one sale, could I sell you some uh, undershirts, some uh, shirts in the shape of a tee? They're the new thing. Wait, a shirt that goes under your shirt? 
Yes, we call it a teed shirt. Teed shirt. Hmm. I mean, I would have thought maybe an S shirt or an A shirt, but a teed shirt? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of shaped like the letter T. So oh. we say that the shirt has been teed. Oh. Hold, hold that thought. He oh. said if he could only make one sale. Yeah. Do you think that if we could somehow put our money together and be able to afford one item in this Macy's well, and buy it from Andrew, that he would finally move on? Well, Did I, got... I say all of that? Well, you said oh, you needed one sale. I just wanted to make a sale, show the boss I'm doing my job. That's very true. I mean, I, well, I got that 38 cents back from uh, from the deep dish pizza that wasn't deep oh, enough. You can get three socks for that much money. Oh, dang. That's not enough for the two of us, though. Hey, we have four well, I'll tell you us. what. I'll tell you what. I could probably get you as long as you don't have the garters. I can get you each a pair of socks for 37 cents. 37 cents. Well, I'm not paying for both of them. That's just weird. I'm not buying another man a pair of socks, and it's not even his dang birthday. Well, you're you're worried with... about how weird that was, and you were just fondling men's underpants not too <laughs> long ago? <laughs> it's the 1930s. That's what we do. We go around, we feel the fabric, we feel the quality. That's how we do. I see. Andrew, I well, want to I... make... I want to make things clear to you. You were worried about our boss and you making sales for him. I can... Yes. I can tell you for certain he does not know that you're up here. What? But I've been here for so many years. I haven't even gone home. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Andrew. You're no, dead, you didn't my tell friend. me. You didn't tell me that I've been here forever. You told me that I didn't have a head, which clearly, haha, I do. Well, He's got you there. That's true, but you do have like the the uh, ring of like just red around it, like that it can come off at any moment. And you're well, glowing I'm sure strange... that that will come out in the wash when I get a chance to go home and do my laundry. You are glowing a strange translucent white as well, and we can see everything behind you. I didn't think about that before, but now it's starting to starting to really become apparent that you're you're not your corporeal body isn't fully here. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness, have I perished? Have I died and I'm a ghost haunting the menswear? Mm. Well, why do you think you've never gone home? Well, I just didn't. I just thought I'd stay. I don't know. It never occurred to me that I could go home. The Andrew I know, he would never want to be at work this long. He barely wanted to be at work at all. You were always late and bumbling around having a well, long That doesn't lunch. sound like me. I mean, I don't want to be one of those fools that gets, you know, <laughs> chopped off in the elevator. <laughs> you've seen those guys. <laughs> yes, you. What? Oh, no. Oh, I was one of those guys. Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. Not Where only were you I one have... of those guys, you're the only guy that that's happened to in this Macy's. Oh, no. And that's, I'm a ghost? Yes. Perhaps if I make that sale, just like you suggested, maybe if I make that sale, I can move on and go home, wherever right. home may be. All right, well, let's wrap this up. I'll buy these socks, and then we can get back to feeling well, the merchandise. And... Well, not only what? the socks for the uh, um, us two, but maybe a, a couple of uh, matching suits for well, the are you trying? Are you trying to get a deal here? Like, what? Well, Andrew's got to make a big sale, I'm sure. Isn't that right, Andrew? Wouldn't it be better wait, if you wait, made wait, a wait, big wait. sale? I feel like you're adding stipulations to I, this whole thing. I do like not recall up. saying make a big sale. I'm pretty sure I just said make a sale. Wouldn't it be better, though, Andrew, if you made a big sale, maybe a, a, a whole lineup of suits? Mm. Well, I guess you... that's true. Do you have a full even even being a ghost? If I'm a ghost, I can still tell that you're trying to bilk your friend out of suit money. <laughs> 
I told you I only have 38 cents. And we're not friends. We're just acquaintances on the elevator, by the way. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't you agree, Andrew, that maybe a big sale, like a big new, uh, a big, big, big screen, 12 inch TV would be nice. TV. What are you? What talking are you about? even talking about? What is a TV? Is that like one of those teed shirts that he was talking about? Oh, no, I've been outed for my what? Time machine endeavors. Who are you? I thought you were just an elevator operator. If you own a time machine, can we go back to where I'm not dead? Well, I could have done that long ago. You could have and you didn't. You're not getting anything from me. That lever that I hold on to in the elevator. Well, that takes me to any year I want, my friend. And I've been all over this place. I've seen you die many, many of times. And you want to know why, Andrew? What? Why? It's because you pissed me off. You were supposed to do? take All over. I do is go to work and go home. Well, the thing is that you were supposed to take over for my shift and you were always two to three minutes late. Guess what? I got to go to my home, too. And that kind of lateness makes my dinner cold. So are you are you suggesting that you murdered me because your dinner was cold? I'm not suggesting it. I'm confirming it. And you're a dang, and you're a dang bachelor if ever I did see one. So you make your own dinner. <laughs> yeah, well, OK, it's cold regardless. But but that's because I don't have enough time and the night to, uh, to um, heat up this um, dinner. But perhaps. Your friend can buy 37 cents worth of something and we can end this torturous life that I'm in. Just make a sale and I can be free. Again, I am not his friend. We are merely acquaintances who met on the elevator a few times. Look, just tell your best friend to buy something. Or I have I'm a... ready to buy some socks. I said oh, I was ready to buy absolutely. socks. Absolutely. How are these? Do you like these socks? Yeah, they're great. Fine. Let's go. Let's whoa, buy whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Maybe I would rather go to a different timeline timeline, take this back a few days, go to a time where you had a little bit more money in your pockets, could buy me all kinds of things. We could make that purchase from Andrew. Then maybe hey, you could Mr. Move Elevator, on. would you mind shutting up for a second so I can talk to Andrew privately? Mr. Elevator. So I can talk to Andrew privately. Oh, right. Hey, Andrew, oh, yes. listen, listen, I don't really like this fellow. He seems to be. He's a your right, best friend. He seems to be a right little piece of trash, if you ask me. Uh, oh, strong words. Out of money. And he's been trying. He's wanted to see you dead again and again and again. I don't know about you, but uh, I say I, I buy these socks from you and then we push him back in the elevator and take the stairs out of here. What do you say? I like the sounds of that. And then you can take that time machine wherever you want. That's true. We could go back, get you back alive, and we could kick the crap out of this guy when your body's back in the real world. Say there, elevator man. Hold up. Elevator man. I have man. a proposition for yeah, you. Mr. Elevator, right? Mr. Mr. Elevator, elevator man. Well, I take this as a great compliment because I don't know if you know this, but in my original timeline before I found this elevator, well, I'm in the year 2000s. That doesn't exist. That number's a fraud. <laughs> and yes, I'm actually... everybody knows that the year 1999 is the last year that it'll ever be. And then that's right. Everything blows up. Yeah. And then the good Lord, baby Jesus, will come down from heaven and take us all into the pearly gates. We all know this. Well, it doesn't go down that way. Let me tell you. Well, I don't believe you. No and... spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> in my timeline, I'm a famed actor. 
doing a little bit of character work here. So the fact that I'm doing character work as a guy that runs an elevator that can travel through time, that's actually now traveled through time, and you've called me Mr. Elevator, and you've called me Elevator Man, means I'm doing a pretty good job at performing for all of you. So, so wait a minute, you don't operate an elevator at all? Not technically, but I did take my uh, my scene study really seriously, so I know how to operate it. I do know how to operate. But it. technically, you did operate the elevator because that's how we got to this floor. So wait, there's also time travel involved. So you will operate an elevator, or you already did? You already you already operated an elevator. And is it really acting if you're actually just working the job? You're just yeah. If you're just doing performing the, the task, you're you're, you're, acting, you're now an elevator you're doing man. Doing it. That's the whole thing about. Also, you've been. The a huge piece of shit and watch this man die over and over again just so you could be in some talkies? That's pretty fucked up if you ask me. Getting into the role. Do you not well, understand? What's your name? Have we heard of you ever? Or will yeah. we hear of you? Or did we already hear of you? What's your name? Uh, uh, smoked turkey trying to get into that role? You, you little trash boy? <laughs> what's your name? Ernie Elevator? Well, my name's Tom Hardy. Means nothing to me. Uh, yeah, we don't. We don't. This doesn't mean anything. We don't us. know who you are. That in 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 my timeline, it means something to a, a select amount of people. Right. Well, I understand. At least now we have a name to give the police for who murdered me, Tom Hardy. Well, yeah, sure, but I'll be long gone by then. Back in my timeline. Will so you? Young man, Dan, here's your socks. 30 cents, please. Thank you. Uh, Done. Let's run to the elevator. That's right. I have this tiny <laughs> hammer that I'll bonk him on the noggin. Dunk. Oh, all right. Let's go. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> if we hurry to here. the elevator and shut the doors, he'll be stuck in the menswear department. All right, let's creak him close. <laughs> no. All right. Let's take the lever back a few years here. Oh, ho, ho. I'm feeling more corporeal as we go. Whoa. You're looking pretty good there, I have to say, Andrew. You know, feeling pretty good. Can muscles. you stop at the menswear department? I mean, is it safe to do so? I don't see why not. Just uh, don't, don't put your head through the doors before we stop. I won't. Andrew. Just don't I... do that, okay? Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> all right. Well, here we are. Uh... Look, look at all the people. Oh, all the people are shopping. Oh, look at underwear. Jeans. Oh, I need these jeans. Mm, that's nice. Yes, the dungarees are a new thing. Oh, my goodness. You're getting right back into the sales floor like you hadn't missed a beat, eh, Andrew? Oh, but all these people, they're shopping. And look who's running the register. Tom Hardy. And I'll just ring up this. <gasps> oh, no. <gasps> I got to run back to the elevator. You thought you could fool close, us, the doors, hey? close the doors, close the doors, close the doors, close the doors. All right. Uh, now what do we do? Do we go back in time and stop him from running the register? Or... I think I'd just like to go home. Mm. Take me to the ground floor. I'll okay. go back to my home if I still have it. And you enjoy your new job at the department store. Wait a minute. I don't want to. I don't want to work at the department store. I want to go home, too. I was just here to to feel the fabrics and then go back home. Well, if you go home and I go home, Tom Hardy will be trapped being a menswear cashier forever. And I'm fine with that. I don't need to go to the menswear. Me too. Good to go day. To begin with. All right. Back to the ground. Let's go. All right, Andrew. A gentleman's agreement on that one. Let's shake hands and leave and never speak of this ever again. And how? 
spooked. <laughs> that was a scary story. Oh, my God. It was like The Shining. There was time travel. Uh, finally, uh, a story that explains why we're not going to see a Venom 3. <laughs> I thought he was on set for Venom 3 recently and took a selfie. Uh, not anymore. Uh, well, now it's not. We just rewrote the timeline. Yep. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, no, have you ever been that scared in your life? Uh, only once. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Yeah. That's like a one time kind of scared thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Nug, where can everyone follow you? Do some plugs. I uh, Follow me on the Instagram and on the Twitter. If he's going to dead name his kid, I'm going to dead name his prop, his whole <laughs> platform uh, <laughs> on the Twitter and the Instagram at Nug Nargang. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be posting a lot about one uh, dollar words. More episodes coming soon and also pictures of my kid occasionally. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. See a full profile on Nug on the Sonar Network.com as well as $1 Words when it's on there as well. And it will be. And go to the Sonar shop. You can get a spook t shirt, whether you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts. We have a shirt for you. And $1 Words will probably have a shirt soon, too. I imagine I'm already imagining it's just a microphone with a dollar sign in it. That's all I'm, I don't know if I'm even going to say what it is. I was hoping it was going to be a t shirt with five pockets. For five dollars in each pocket, but the problem with that is, do you do horizontal or vertical? That's the problem. (laughs) Do it diagonal. That's why it's way easier to print things on a shirt than to sew extra pockets on a shirt. If it's just a pocket with a dollar bill sticking out of each one, and then each pocket has the letter of words. No, but it's a Canadian show, so you have to have little pockets for loonies in each one. Yeah, it's loonies for sure. Loonies for sure. (laughs) Well, I think that we need to focus on uh, the American audience for your podcast. Just so I can make more money. Yeah. (laughs) Well, five American dollars is like, what, 15 Canadian now? Yeah, it's like a buck and a it's like a buck and a quarter for. uh, So five American. We're up. We're up around eight bucks. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you make more money by hosting the American guests anyway. So. I'm working on it. I'm booking all my American guests now. <laughs> yeah. And then offer them uh, uh, money to be on the podcast, but don't tell them it's in Canadian dollars. So it shows up as two dollars for them. <laughs> yeah, let me let me Venmo you a nickel. <laughs> Spooked. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 